0: We continue our sermon series on parent and children, and this morning we have a a special scripture reading team uh, who will come and read our scripture for us, and then we'll have Jojo come and uh, share our sermon. Ephesians 6, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instructions of the Lord. Thank you for the reading. Today, I'm going to be talking to us about how we as children interact with our parents. But before I go into that, I want to play a little game with us. So what's going to happen is, I'm going to put up a bunch of pictures behind me, and I want us to collectively decide whether our parents would have approved of it while we were growing up, okay? So the first picture I have here is washing dishes. Our parents probably approved this. We probably weren't this happy, but our parents definitely did. How about sleepovers? Maybe, yes or no, but I think most of it is. No, we weren't allowed to have sleepovers. How about when we got a little older and we were allowed to hang out with our friends, were we allowed to come back after 9 p.m.? Probably not. How about Now, this is one that we probably hear a lot. How about going on dates? Growing up, were you allowed to date before you were married? <laughs> I don't think so. Parents probably said no to that as well. How about when it came to getting a job? Could we be a dentist, a doctor, a lawyer? These are what our parents want us to be, right? Oh, how about going to church? Most of us would say, yes, some of us, maybe our parents didn't go to church, and so we weren't allowed to. I'm going to give it both. From these, we see that all throughout our childhood, all throughout growing up, our parents have told us to do different things, told us what not to do as well. And so as we continue our Ephesians 6 two-part series on how Paul's guidance to children and parents, we're going to zoom in and focus today on how we as children interact with our parents. I'm going to do this with a nice little acronym, LTR. We've all heard of LDR, which is long-distance relationship, but when we're with our parents, it's probably more of a long-term relationship because that's going to go with us for a while. I'm going to break up the three letters into, one, listening with intention, T, treating with respect, and are responding with love. So let's dive into our passage today. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now who is Paul talking to when he says children? For those of us on this left side, we're probably thinking all those kids underneath, in the basement, they're the children. For those of us up here on the right, we're probably thinking the kids on the left and those in the basement. And then for all those people scattered behind in the back, we're thinking, you guys are funny, because everyone up there in the front and in the basement are children. And I think you're all right. The fact of the matter is, we may not all be parents, but we're definitely all children. We're definitely all the offspring of a parent. And so Paul's message here is to each and every one of us. And so what does he say? He says, children, obey your parents. Listen to them. Do what they tell you to do. And this is so easy because we all do this all the time, right? We just obey and listen to our parents. There's no problems with that. Except for the 90% of the time when we don't. What happens when you get in a conversation with your parents where they don't really agree with what you say? I remember when I was growing up in junior high, I would take a shower, wash my hair, and then I'd try to get to sleep, because I want to wake up early, of course, for school. But I wouldn't dry my hair. Now what do our parents have to say about drying your hair before you go to sleep? What happens if you don't do it? You're going to get headaches in the future, you can get sick you're, OK, maybe you're, There's a lot of things that our parents have to say about that. And while I try to tell them, I don't think there's any scientific proof behind it, this lets them have their nice long talk about how I'm wrong, how it's been history, and there's so much to say about it. And all the while, in my head, I'm thinking, you're not listening to what I'm trying to tell you, or you just don't understand. How often Do we have a conversation with our parents, or an argument, and the first thing that comes to our mind is, you're just not listening to what I'm trying to tell you. Or the first thing that comes to our mind is, you don't understand me. You just don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand what I'm thinking. Or maybe for some of us, we don't even get to say these things because our parents have already cut us off. The moment they start talking is when we stop and listen hard to obey. It's hard to listen to our parents. There's a gap here. There's something going on between us and our parents that makes this so hard, and I think that is communication. We don't know how to communicate with our parents. We don't know how to talk to them. We don't know how to listen to them. And that's why last week Chris said that we as parents, as those as parents, needs to understand and learn how to listen to their children. But how about for us? Do we as children take the opportunity to listen and understand our parents? I can think of a million reasons why we wouldn't want to. Maybe they catch us at a bad timing. Maybe we're in the middle of the game of League of Legends. I don't know if that's still popular anymore, but maybe we're in the middle of the game of Brawl Stars. Or messaging our friends or just catching up with someone. Maybe we're just swamped with work, schoolwork, deadlines. Maybe we're in the middle of a series of Netflix. The climax is about to come, and then our parents call us. Maybe we're just scrolling through Instagram, just chilling, lying on our couch, scrolling through Instagram. Or maybe we're just having a day. We're having a bad day, and the last thing we want to hear is our parents' telling us to go do something. The last thing we want to hear is our parents telling us how we need to live our life, what we're doing wrong. Maybe for some of us, we find it hard to listen because we don't think our parents are listening. There's some topics that are heavy on our heart that we want to talk about, but we're not ready to share. Maybe it's a crush that we have, or depression, anxiety, LGBTQ things. For some of us, maybe our Christian faith or lack of. We can't bring ourselves to talk about those things because we don't think our parents are listening, and so we don't listen. What does Paul have to say about that? Paul doesn't just say, okay, that's good. You just pretend to listen. Don't worry about it. He tells us in Ephesians that we have to obey in the Lord. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 20, it actually connect. it's synonymous to our Ephesians passage where it says, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. We're used to listening to our parents or having to obey them because culture tells us to, because society tells us to, because our parents and, their, and our uncles and aunts tells us to. But what if obeying our parents comes from God? What if obeying our parents is because of our faith? Because of our willingness to listen to God? Doesn't that change something? What if we as children obey our parents, are willing to obey our parents because of our willingness to obey what God has told us to do? Listening with intention needs to stem from our obedience to God. But what does this mean, listening with intention? Uh, I'm going to ask if we can play the video now, just play a really quick video. There it is, YouTube. Special guest right now, Wayne Campbell, Garth Elgar, Wayne's World, Wayne's World, all right. Talking about Wayne Stock, very exciting, big event, everybody's excited, huh? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a a big concert at Adelaide Stevenson Park. Uh Uh-huh. It's just going to be a big party, you know, Uh we got some great bands coming. Uh Uh-huh. Like Aerosmith. Uh-huh. I just want to remind everybody that there's still plenty of tickets left. Uh Uh-huh. But that's no reason to wait till the last minute. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's just a a chance for the city of Aurora. Mm Uh-huh. To do something... Uh Uh-huh. Fun. Uh Uh-huh. And to put the city on the map. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Oh, well, (laughs) work is hard. (laughs) You're not really listening to me, are you? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's funny because he's talking, they're talking, they're talking, and he's going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. How many times when we listen to our parents... Maybe we don't say, aha uh-huh, because then they'll know we're not listening. But we just stand there, we just or sit there, we just straight face. Nodding. Agreeing. And then the moment they're done talking, we're out. That's it, we're free. Is that listening with intention? No, I think that's just us passing time. Having our parents just ramble at us. I think what we're called to do here is to well, it was going to work, but if we can go to the next slide, is to do active listening. What this means is that we don't just let the words come in one ear and out the other, but that we're listening with a purpose to understand. Active listening seeks to comprehend, not just to let time go by. And so our first letter, the letter R, L, is to listen with intention we're going to move on to our second letter T, to treat with respect now Paul says honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with a promise how many of you know which commandment number this actually is let me give you a little hint one of these is missing <laughs> which one is honor your father and mother if you guys think the fifth commandment you're correct Fifth commandment out of the ten that Moses lugged down the mountain, honor your father and mother. Now this is just as easy as obeying them, except that's pretty hard too. How do we honor our father and mother? How do we respect them? When we're in this society where respect is something that we need to earn, we need to to do something so that somebody else will respect us. But how about for our parents? It almost seems like they don't earn our respect. They demand it. They don't have to tell you, oh, this, this, and this, this. This is why you need to respect me. They tell you things like, have you ever heard this line? I'm your mother or father. This is why you need to respect me. As long as you live in this house under my roof, you better listen to me or respect me. Oh, both of them at once. I gave birth... To, this is probably just your mom saying it. I don't think your dad's going to say it. But how about this one? Do you know how hard I work? Do you know what I've had to do in order to give you the opportunity that you have... You know, we hear this all the time, and it stings because some of us have, might have said it as parents. None of this seems to be a reason why we need to respect them or obey them, but we just should. Right. So, how do we bring ourselves, why would we bring ourselves to respect our parents? I think Chris brings up a really good point from last week. We are in completely different generations and completely different cultures that our parents grew up in. Whether we are millennials or iGen, compared to our parents, it's vastly different. The things we think are cool nowadays, they don't. Things we think are fun, they might. But the fact of the matter is, they grew up in a very different way. And Chris challenges parents to understand where their kids are coming from, to understand the culture, to take some time to listen. This is the fact. Are we, as children, willing to recognize where our parents are coming from? We're so busy and we're so good at saying that our parents don't understand us. We're so good at saying they're not listening. Are we willing to take the time to recognize where our parents are coming from? The culture that they grew up with. Because, let me tell you, it's not easy to be a parent, nor is it easy to be a child. I remember it took me years and years before I started realizing just how comfortable my life had been at home. For some of us who, start, who are about to go off to college or are in college or living on your own, we realized there's a lot of things that we didn't know we had to deal with until we lived on our own. Besides the taxes, besides um, having to pay for rent, it's the little things. Things like having toilet paper readily available Never thought we had to do that. Or a toothpaste. I thought that was just always there. Or having someone to pick us up when we're stranded somewhere, drive us around. Maybe having groceries in the fridge or having food readily available. Never thought we had to buy food. Or maybe having someone to take care of us when we're sick with all the home remedies, the chicken noodle soup, the kanji. Or maybe having someone who is there ready to support us, encourage us when we're struggling through life, work, schoolwork, relationships. Do we recognize that our parents probably don't understand the way that we grew up? They probably assume that we as their children will one day understand all the things they've done for us. One day we're going to figure it out and be like, there it is. That's why my parents did that. Do we recognize that culturally for them, it might not have been a normal thing to talk about emotions, feelings, weakness, failure? Are we willing to recognize that our parents grew up in a different culture and learn to understand them? For some of us, that happens as we move away. Or some of us, as we get married, we realize that Wow, I have to now take care and care for another human being? And then when we have and then if you ever have children, then you realise, how the heck did my parents deal with this? These kids suck. They don't let me sleep. Are we willing to take a step back and realize where our parents are coming from? And this comes from the same place as listening. Because in order to treat our parents with respect, we have to also recognize that it comes from our obedience to God. It's literally one of the Ten Commandments. God calls us to obey and in doing so, to treat our parents with respect. And so now we have listening. Now we have treating with respect. We move on to our third letter, the letter R. Respond with love. Now this The last two letters we had was more passive. It seemed like listening and respecting we can do without really doing much. But response is where we put it all into action. And the first thing I think we can do is communicate. Do we talk to our parents? It's so much easier to just sit in our room and do our own thing or go out and hang out. But I don't think we can understand them if we don't talk to them. Sure, they're not going to understand the first time, the second time, the fifth time, but neither did we when they told us things the first time or the tenth time. Are we willing to be vulnerable and open about sharing the things that are on our hearts and giving us space and an opportunity to talk? The second way I think we can respond in love with love is through our actions. When was the last time you told your parents that you loved them? For some of us, maybe this morning. Some of us, maybe last week. A year ago. Can't remember if you ever did. For some families, for some parents, some children, that's really all it takes. An appreciation for what they've done. For other families, maybe it'd be taking responsibility around the house. Helping out around the house. For some of us, it might be loving our parents in the way that they need to be loved, they want to be loved, through their love languages. Or maybe going for, to visit them for more than just a holiday courtesy visit, to actually check up on them, hear how their life is going. It's funny because I'm, as I'm thinking this, I remember that every time I'm at home, what I try to do is I try to help out with taking out the garbage, walking my dog, or washing the dishes. And in my mind, I'm thinking, Look how I'm helping my parents. I'm doing a favor for them. Hey, look at me. Look what I just did. Do you see these dishes? They're clean because, that's right, I cleaned them. Not my other brothers. I did. It's a very thin line between responding with actions in love and out of pride to gain credit for praise or even for duty. And it's hard because in order to do this, to respond with love, it requires us to sacrifice something. Whether it be time, whether it be energy, resources, in order for us to actually serve and love our parents, there's going to have to be some kind of sacrifice. And why would any of us want to do that? Why would we want to sacrifice our time or energy? Why would we even want to use the word sacrifice? That means we have to give up something. That's not very cool. The thing is, for the same reasons that we listen and treat with respect, we respond to our parents with love because that stems from our obedience to God. Now, all throughout this passage, we keep coming back to this idea that everything needs to come from our obedience to God. What if it's not culture and our parents that tell us to be obedient, but it is our faith and our love for what God has done for us? And if he's willing to love us sacrificially, shouldn't we be willing to love our parents that way as well? But here's the little thing. Sacrifice doesn't necessarily have to sound so bad. Because what I think is true sacrifice gives birth to joy. When we're really loving our parents, when we're really loving each other, we're willing to sacrifice for them. And the joy that that brings can be either from the joy in our parents, or the joy from God, or hopefully the joy that you have in serving. True sacrifice doesn't have to be all bad. It gives birth to joy. And so we've come to the end of our nice little three-letter guide on how we are to have a long-term relationship with our parents. Because let's be real, like friends might move away, relationships might change, but your parents, hopefully, God willing, are there for the long run. And that's nice, because Paul actually says in Ephesians 6.3, he says, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. This is his ending. And different commentators have different thoughts on what this means. I'm going to stick with Andrew Lincoln's, his word, in his commentary, the Word Biblical Commentary. He says to take this at face value. And so that's what I'm going to do. This is the cherry on top of obeying your parents and obeying God. It's like doing your schoolwork or your, home or your work and then you're getting the good grade or the pay that you deserve but then your boss or your teacher comes in the next day with donuts and then the next day and then the next day. I don't think we deserve those donuts but it's that little cherry on top. That's what this, ble- this last blessing is. Yes, obey your parents because then you'd be obeying me, God. But I'm also going to make sure that you're blessed. And so we have it here. In order to have a relationship with our parents we have to recognize that it's going to be a long term one. We have it first, L listening with intention T treating with respect and R responding in love. And as we recognize these things, recognize the long-term relationship we're going to have with our parents, remember where it comes from. It comes from our obedience to God. And so, as I challenge you to go out and aim to have a long-term relationship with your parents, I want us also to remember that this starts with our long-term relationship with God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for who you are and what you've done. We thank you for your guidance, for the parents you brought in our lives, for the children that you've brought us up to be. God, we ask that you remind us daily how to listen, how to respect, how to love our parents. May you be the source in which we do all these things. May we seek to obey you thank you once again just for all that you're doing in our life. May you continue to encourage us, strengthen us, and fill us with your hope. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.